Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Pierce. Today we have Ella Bulger. Hello. We have Alex Flanagan. Hello. And we have Lee Stackpool. Hello. And today's episode, and I might put a little bit of a romantic music on this bit. Today's episode is all about love. And we're talking about uh, rom-coms, our favourite rom-coms and some of the best we've seen in honour of Valentine's Day, which is obviously today when we're releasing this episode. Um, so happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Has anyone got any nice plans for Valentine's Day? Uh, drive up to my girlfriend's and um, drop drop some flowers off and a Yankee candle. Yes. Like it. Yankee candles are the way forward. Yeah. I've I've bought the, the, the chocolates and a um at a a giant water bottle. You know, like a hot water bottle. <laughs> Perfect. Like like the, the big long ones. Perfect. She'll love that. <laughs> Hopefully she didn't hear me say that. Because she doesn't know about it. <laughs> Alan, what have you got planned? Um, I can't really say on the. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds like it's not going to be the best one so far. It's definitely the best. <laughs> and Harry, any uh, any ladies in in your sights? Um, no, unless there's any listeners who want to get in touch. Um, I'll be drinking alone on Valentine's Day. <laughs> they are. Oh, right. to be fair, yeah, to be, yeah, to be fair, it's going to be a bit of a, a rubbish Valentine's Day because everyone's locked in, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, to the listeners, just swipe right if you want to see Harry. That is the right way, isn't it? I don't know. I've never done Tinder. <laughs> so, back to what we need to talk about, rom-coms. Um, so, we sort of just define the, def- the definition of a rom-com. And it sounds obvious, isn't it? I mean, it's a romantic comedy, but that's quite a broad spectrum, isn't it? Because most romantic films tend to have an element of comedy anyway. So it is quite a broad spectrum, but is there any thoughts on like what you'd define as a, rom- a rom-com? Uh, I mean, it, I, I had this conversation with someone before when they asked you, they were asking us what the what we were doing for tonight, and I said rom-coms, and they're like, oh, you're not doing rom-coms, are you? But <laughs> to be fair to to be fair to rom coms, they've been they've been in throughout history. I mean, you look at like Mozart's opera, The Magic Flute, rom com, Shakespeare, an entire series of Shakespeare works, rom coms, yeah, camp, rock, camp rom coms. Well, night, David of the Screw. Uh, they've always they've always been in. Uh, they're usually seasonal, obviously, like Valentine's Day, Christmas is always a good one. We're probably going to mention a couple of Christmas related ones. Um, they're always a crowd pleaser. But uh, even like grumpy fellas like me who go rom com. I don't watch rom coms. I want more films and stuff like that. You know, when you <laughs> think about it, you, you've seen loads. Everyone's seen loads of them. And you've probably begrudgingly <laughs> half enjoyed loads of them as well. Um, I've, yeah. I've picked two that, I, that I'd pro- pretty much just watch um, anyway because they're just good films. Um, mm. But you know, you've got the likes of, you know, I've seen every single one of the Bridget Jones films. Um, I wouldn't have picked to watch them, but you know, I've half I've half begrudgingly enjoyed them. Um the the light hearted and easy easy watching, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. because uh, yeah. sometimes you need just some easy watching. Um But uh, you know, when it they are hard to categorise. You've got ones that are based on plays. You've got ones that are just, uh, you know, like Bridget Jones, like you love actually. You know, they're all the sense of like the, you know, the quirky British middle classes, 
London and things like that. They always seem to be set down there. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got that whole British series of them that seem to travel well internationally. Um, and you know you've got you've got uh, you know you've got remakes and remakes. I'm gonna one of the ones I'm gonna mention is a remake. Um, oh, good. Of a of a continental film. Um. Well, what what one of the things I like about the rom coms is you know what you're getting, don't you? You know, yeah. you've got the the two people, whether it be male, female, male, male, female, female, whatever, which is less less common, I suppose, but it tends to be male and female generally, doesn't it? And then they sort of they meet, they get together or whatever, they fall out, and then they get back together at the end, and you know exactly what's going to happen. You know, you have you have the same beats in them movies all the time. This happens, you know, meet getting to know each other, dating, whatever. Something happens, they fall out, they break up, they move away from each other, they don't see each other for years or whatever, and then they get back together and live happily ever after, or they live happily after with somebody else. But it's generally the same sort of beat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you reckon, Alan? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the three that I like, that's not the way, though. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, it's dead hard to categorise. It's just, it's just my twisted uh, taste, I guess, that I like, I like uh, an unhappy ending where someone, like, I was thinking of, like, my top three movies that I spoke about, at least one person dies in all three of them, so. <laughs> uh, happy, happy maybe, films. Like, I like me, me rom-coms, they, they, they don't end up. <laughs> oh, really, yeah? <laughs> fair enough but that's that's it isn't it that's yeah i suppose it's the journey of the the dating isn't it you know that's where the comedy comes in not necessarily they have to be together or the you know yeah. live up ever, ever after whatever yes so um i was thinking my, th- my three favorite i'm allowed to say i'll be saying that later you can say now if you want you want to go make a start yeah, yeah. so we'll start off with 500 days of summer yes yeah, yeah. Uh, i was gonna mention this to be fair yeah, I I love that film and um, what's his face? What Jason? What's his name? Gordon Levitt. Yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, that's the one. He's uh, I just <laughs> I like I think he's just he's, he's he's great in it. He's awesome and um, I actually like like the way he dresses in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, it's like inspired a few outfits, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, and um. I you know one of the things is like he's working in, in um as a um he writes the the verses for um get, uh, greeting cards and he wants to be an architect and I was thinking God I would love that job to write the verses for greeting cards <laughs> that, would, that would be like a, a, a great job um I just I know it's got it's got a I don't I don't want to give the the end in a way but it's not it doesn't play out like a traditional rom com. But it, it's still pleasant and it's still fun and it's still, I don't know, I still come away from it feeling good. So, yeah. I know a lot of people don't like it because for that reason, you know, where it, it doesn't play out happily in the end. So. so it's playing with the sort of the structure of comedy, rom-coms, isn't it, really? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I, I have seen it a long time ago, but I don't remember much about it. I love the just the, the setups and the scenes, like the one where he's dancing to the whole note song. Um, is yeah, pretty, that's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
where they were going around IKEA is, is brilliant. I, lo- I just I love loads of it. I think it's a great movie. I've got it on DVD. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's a movie you like when you have actually invested in it and you buy it. You know, yeah. I'm gonna watch it a few times. Um, the other ones, um, Lost in Translation. Okay, good it's shout. Rom com because it's funny. It, it yeah. Works. And it's a love story. Mm-hmm. And I thought, again, they don't get together, or do they? Mm. Yeah, very ambiguous. The end of uh, was that Sophie Coppola who directed it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, do you know what? She knocked an alright film up there because I like that mainly because it's set in Tokyo. Um, I, I just like it. But Bill uh, Murray and Scarlett Johansson and that's just yeah. great. Everything about that film's great. I could watch that now quite comfortably. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I I watched it a long time ago now, and I, I wasn't a big fan. I didn't like. I, I I think I expected to like it more than I did. Maybe I need to rewatch it now, a bit older, a bit more wiser. But I do love Bill Murray, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I will. I need to watch that again. No, I went, I went to the cinema to see it, and I've watched it millions of times. I love it. Um, yeah. Love the theme if the um, the, like the the call girl, the prost, uh, the prostitute comes in with the stockings. It's, it's yeah, it. yeah. And I love the bit where he's swimming. <laughs> Because I've been in that, you must have been in that scenario yourself, Lee, you know, when they've got that, um, oh, what's the left, the class they have where they're all jumping up and down, <laughs> you're swimming away, and like the music, and you just see like these like legs bobbing. Yeah, they've got, it's like water aerobics, and they're fabletics yeah. in water and that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a ton of scenes, it's not like, there's not a lot of really laugh outs loud scenes in it but there's loads of stuff that are just like I just think are tickling you know they just just you know I don't know and it's quite I don't know it's got like a, a thing about it but it feels quite real and again I love yeah. to it as well and I think that night with the app with the karaoke um is like I think I just wish I want to go to like is it Tokyo they're in it uh, is Tokyo yeah an experience one of those karaoke nights where, like they go to the arcades and they're all and like, there's not that many movies I feel that like, uh, film getting drunk well, you know, in a, in a good way. And that 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 scene where they're, they're running through and stuff, it, it just it gets that notion of like where you're having like a really good time, a really good night. I just think it gets that across. And I, I think it's there's not it's either one of like most movies when they show someone drunk. Or like they're back, you know, they're having, having a, a party. They, they show them over the top. You know, it's not done in that that subtlety. That I think that's done well. And, and it just yeah, the way it makes the connection between the two characters, you know, works out. Like you get that warmth from. Uh, yeah, do you know what? That's 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 exactly it. It's just a well put. It's a it's a good film that. Um, and you, you know, you can imagine that Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson probably did go to pub while filming that and stuff, you know what I mean? It's, it, yeah. it's got that sort of charm to it. Yeah. Um, and like you said there, Al, the, the, the two, like, protagonists, if you want to call them, they've got to have a good connection. I mean, they've got to have the good, that on-screen connection. And like you say, like Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray definitely have the, a good connection in that film. There's a good chemistry there, isn't he? Oh, yeah. It's got to be convincing. Like Scarlett Johansson, when she's got good material, she really shines through as an actress. You know, I, I think I think she's there's a few things, a few things when she's been mediocre, but I think one of those she's 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 brilliant in some movies. Yeah, mm. she has got she has got a bit of range on the Scarlett, to be fair. Yeah. 
Um, she probably, do you know what I imagine? She probably, if she, if she ever does, she probably doesn't need to now because she's got lots of pennies from the. Is she Black Widow? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, she'd probably be good if she'd done theatre. If she ever fancied the break and decided to do theatre, I think she's probably got quite a good bit of range. Um, and, you know, Bill Murray, you know, it's not easy, probably not easy to act next to Bill Murray. Um, because it's, it's Bill Murray. Mm. Um, but I, no, I think I think the pair of them uh, uh, work quite well in that film. Um, and if they, you know, if they've got another young actress or actor, uh, whatever the terminology is this week, um, you know, it, they might have looked a little bit like silly next to like Bill Murray and that, you know what I mean? But I, I think it's really good. Mm. Yeah. And um, the other film I was going to mention is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh. It stays a comedy as well. And again, it's not, it doesn't play out how you expect. Yeah, that's got, a, that's got a quirky premise. Do you want to tell us the premise of that one? So he wants to get his girlfriend erased from his memory, doesn't he? Yeah. It's Jim Carrey and... Um, Kate Winslet. I, Kate Winslet, yeah, and Kate Winslet's girlfriend, and she's, she's dead quirky with like, she has different colour hair and stuff, just like a, it's proper, but like a bohemian sort of, uh, you get a feel to it where like, it's like, <laughs> like the sort of people you see in like Waterstones and Liverpool, you know, <laughs> like, um, they're having like a coffee, um, but yeah, he's getting a, a, a memory of her raised after the broke up, and it's like you're going through his brain. Let's have like the, the story unfold where you're like, so you're seeing like, and so some of the some of the setups are a bit messed up. They're not like them because he's like it's and he's getting like dragged out out of it out of that. She's getting dragged out of his memory. Yeah, uh, I it, I don't know. Is it is it Michelle Gondry who, who directed? I can't remember who directed it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So he did, uh, I know he does a load of music videos, and he did he do um, John Malkovich. Um, what's uh, that? Not sure. Just having a quick look. Can't see John Malkovich on there. What are the ones he's done? I know more for his, like, his music videos. He does like, like everything's like repetitive, I think. Yeah. The Science of Sleep. The We and the I. Never heard of these ones. I'll Be Kind, We Round. He did that one as well. I think I've watched that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I've never heard them until you mentioned them there, but obviously I know that's Eternal Sunshine is, is like a... It's a well-known film, isn't it? And, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it when I watched it as well. It's very different. And, again, a lot of these, they've got to be funny, but they've got to have that emotional kick as well, haven't they? Because you've got to be convinced that they are a couple and that it is real terms. Because if you're not getting that... If you're not being convinced by the relationship, then it's not going to work, is it? No. You failed one con. No, and I like him. I like Jim Carrey in this because I think at the time people were getting like a bit too used to him being that like, over the top in your face, you know, animated character that he is. Those it was getting a bit too samey. So when they took the, this role on, he was really subdued. He was so he's, I like I like that side of him. I like that. That I think they, I need. I don't know if there's been more of that. And um, he hasn't done a movie for a good while, has he, Jim Carrey? I know. Um, no, he, uh, he 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 focused more on his uh, he he does the art gallery scene now. He's a bit of a uh, painter. Um, 
and he's obviously put a lot of his own personal wealth into um, red art galleries and putting his and other indie artists' work on display. And apparently he's quite successful at it, really, mm. uh, from what I last read, um, which is good because I do like Jim Carrey. I like him a lot. Yeah. Well, last thing he did was probably Sonic. He was the, he was Doctor oh. Robotnik Sonic, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, what about that? Yeah, he was in Dumb and, Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, yeah. The last big thing I remember of him was Kick-Ass 2. There was a big controversy about that because he was in it. And then when it came out, he wouldn't promote it because it was too violent. He didn't like the violence it, in it. It, basically, it coincided with, sadly, another uh, student in school. Um, the weakest came out. And I think he thought, I can't, I can't go and plug this film. Um because I was like that at first. Well, why be in it if, if it is? I think it was more to do with the timing of the film uh, so right. soon after this um, this horrific sort of school shooting. And I think he thought, listen, I can't in all conscience go and plug this film here right now. Yeah. Um, and he, he didn't. And, you know, I've got a, I've got a bit of respect for that because uh, I like to think that I'd probably do the same if it was in a, a film, if it was an actor and... It had violence in it, but there were sadly these sorts of violent events happening real in the real world, like yeah. Um, I think, so I did yeah. get it. Yeah, he is he is good. He is a good actor when like when he does the serious roles. Like Man on the Moon's brilliant. I know it's not rom com, but he, he plays Andy Kaufman in it. Um, yeah, and it's brilliant. And then there's a documentary on Netflix about Jim Carrey playing that role and like behind the scenes and things like that, which is which is brilliant as well. And you'd have to watch the two of them in, um, hand in hand, I'd say, because yeah, they're both brilliant. But yeah, Jim Carrey's got a, he's got some good acting chops on him when he wants it. Yeah. But he can still jump into those zany roles, can he? <laughs> Any more from from those all? No, they're they're my three. They're Over them three. Want to talk about? Like it, good stuff. All right, Harry, should we uh, have a look at your three? If you've got three. Yeah, sure. Um, Go for it. Mine aren't necessarily me three favourite rom-coms um, they're more the ones that stick in my head the most from what mm. I've seen um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is the 40 year old virgin um, <laughs> I went to, I, I went on a date to see this <laughs> it's just it's just a good film it's got the man that never ages in a Paul Rudd um, yes. Seth Rogen who's in another film that I'm going to mention um, he's in quite a lot of rom-coms, isn't he, Seth Rogen? Um, he is, yeah. Seems seems to work well with uh, that particular genre. Um, and then Steve Carell, obviously. You know, he's the, he's the main character who's the forty-year-old virgin. Um, but now it's just, it's just a good film to watch, really, isn't it? You know, it's 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 light-hearted, it's funny, it's not too romantic. I don't think it is anyway. Um, but it's still classed as a rom-com. Um, but he's just hopeless, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, there's some, he's, you know what? There's, there's some good scenes in that film, you know. Yeah, I mean, like he's, he's played like the, the sort of tragic, isn't he? Like sort of big, massive shadow. But you know, it, it is. It is funny. Steve, yeah, Steve Carell's brilliant in it, isn't he? He just plays that role perfectly, where he's just he's like a deer in the headlights with everything, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, it's a really good film, that one. Oh yeah, it's um, it's still on quite a lot as well. Um, 
Just seeing it here. It's on TV soon. Oh, there you go. A few days after Valentine's Day, but... Um, yeah, no, it's... Steve Carell, he's a great actor, isn't he? You know, um, this, I think for me, this is one of his more memorable roles, especially. Is it one of his first as well, I think? I think, yeah, he, he was in there... Um... Bruce Almighty, wasn't he? That was like the sort of first time you saw him. Then he was in Anchorman. And I think this was his first starring role, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think this is what really brought him onto, like, you know, the acting scene, really, isn't it? Yeah. I could uh, be wrong. Oh, it was about the same time as The Office. So he did this in The Office at the same time. Right. Because that sort of propelled him out, didn't it? But yeah, really good. And directed by Judge, Judge Adapo as well. And now he does a load of rom-coms, and I'm, I suspect that you're going to mention one in a minute because you mentioned Seth Rogen, which another one. Well, they, they, going on to now, needs on quite nicely. The next one that I'm going to talk about is Longshot, which oh. is not by. It's not. I've never heard of this. Longshot. No. It's quite recent, actually. Um, 2019, I believe it came out. Um, it's a, it's got Seth Rogen in it, and it's got Charlize Theron in it as well. Um, she's basically this highly successful, you know, public figure who's running for president. Um, and Seth Rogen is basically this outspoken journalist who's a bit of a failure. Um, and then when they, they kind of meet, they meet at this party um, and he realises that she used to be as a babysitter when he was younger. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it turns out that uh, he can write really good speeches because he's quite funny as well. So um, she kind of like employs him to, you know, help her out with writing her speeches so that she can come across, you know, more funny and more likable to the public. Um, and then their kind of like relationship develops as they get to know each other more. But no, it's 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 not rated that highly um, on IMDb. It's only got 6.8 out of 10. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I found it quite funny. There's, there's a particular scene where they're both high on drugs. <laughs> in a club which obviously isn't good for somebody who's running for president but uh, no it, it's it's just completely hilarious that scene where they're just completely off their faces both of them yeah and I think they record each other then the video gets leaked on some sort of social media and you can just imagine like you know the, out- the uproar that uh, it's formulated by somebody who's running for president <laughs> <laughs> what's on that let's give that a go is it on anything is it on Netflix or anything like that Um. I think it is actually on Netflix, yeah. So I'll have to have a look. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's not it's not your best, but it's not your worst at the same time. It's just lighthearted. It's funny. It's you know it's what you want to see when you're looking for a rom com. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's for me. Which which um, Seth Rogen film were you thinking I was going to say? Well, I was going to mention um, Knocked Up. I right. think that's I'm sure that's Joe Joe Dadapo as well. With uh, Catherine Hagel in as well, or Hagel, if you say her name. But, um, yeah, have anyone seen that one? No. So, basically, a, a Seth Rowan and uh, Catherine Hagel have a one-night stand, um, and she ends up getting pregnant. And so then, basically, they they, they weren't going to have a relationship, but then they have a relationship because, obviously, they're going to be having a kid and that. And he's a bit of a man-baby, and but she's very professional and very, like, you know, um, responsible. Um, so it's like sort of the, the, they're trying to meet each other halfway. They're trying to have fun, but then be sensible having this kid as well. It's really good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I think there was a sequel to it called This Is 40. And it, it follows some of the friends in it. But yeah, it was really good. 
But I believe Catherine Heigl has sort of distanced herself from the film um, because it's seen as being very, very sexist nowadays. I think it was, not sure when it came out, in the early 2000s it came out, I think. Um, and it's it's sort of, it's it's she said, and some people do agree with that, that's very sexist from a male perspective. Um, you know, it's it's about the man having the fun and enjoying himself and trying to hold on to his youth, whereas the woman is trying to be responsible and be the adult one, if you like, and she sees that as a bit of a, it's a bit sexist one-sided. But, you know, it's an enjoyable film. It's fun. It's good. And again, Seth Rogen's very watchable in it. Um, it's good. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. So what else are you going to mention, Harry? The last one that I'm going to mention, it's, it's you know, it's probably not going to appeal to maybe the ages of 25 and up. Um, but it's Netflix original to all the boys I've loved before. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen it or not. No, no, no. no. I don't imagine so. But um, it's basically it's a teenage girl, and she's wrote all these love letters for to, you know to crushes she's had in the past. So every time she's had a crush, she's kind of wrote a love letter to them, but she's never sent it to them. She just kept it in like a little box, and um, somehow all the love letters get exposed and sent to her past crushes. <laughs> so obviously they're all opening these letters saying, "Oh." You know, she Laura, she's called. She, you know, she's got, a, she's got, a, she's got a crush on me. And so throughout the film, it's all these people kind of like coming up to her, like, "Oh, I never knew you felt that way." And she's like, "Well, I, you know, I don't." But one of them, he's kind of like the most popular boy in the school. And I, I think I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Does he have a girlfriend at the time? I think he does. And anyway, he gets the, you know, kind of like the love letter and he opens it, and he's kind of like, she's a nobody, and he's, you know. The popular football player is a football polo. Anyway, he's the popular sports player that everybody loves at the school, and it's kind of like, well, he's never gonna like me. So she's trying to, you know, get those letters back before they can open it, and then obviously that fails. Mm. Um, and it kind of like explores their relationship because she's thinking, yeah, he's not gonna like me, but you know, as all rom coms do, it's not a surprise that he ends up liking her yeah. along the way. But yeah, it's it's rated higher than Longshot, surprisingly. Seven point one out of ten on IMDb, so again, you know, middle of a park kind of thing. But no, I I wouldn't really recommend it if you're over the age of maybe twenty five, thirty. Uh, I think it's more directed at a younger audience. Mm. But you know, it's watchable. It's yeah. again a, a rom com, uh, as all the you know things involved. There's little fallout. There's this, that, and the other. And as well, there's, I think there's a sequel. And then this year, I think there's a third coming out as well. So it's, it's been quite successful, if you look at it. Yeah, so yeah, it must have been successful, yeah, you're right. Uh, if Netflix are carrying on to, you know, make more and more of them, but I've not seen the second and third, if I'm honest. I didn't bother to watch it, but if it's anything like the first, you know, it's, it's you know, you, you know, if you ever just looking for a light-hearted film that you know you, you can sit through and not really have to pay too much attention to but still get the point and have a little laugh along the way mm. um i'll probably you know tune in when I'm, I'm feeling like that but yeah no it's i can't really fault it myself but it's got an interesting premise there and it like the like the love letters that's like that's quite a quirky thing it's that's like it's usp isn't it it's yeah. like it's quite it's, it's quite different compared to like some of the rom-coms which is good so i wonder how they do the sequels how would you where could you take it with that? Well, I think the second one's called P.S. I Still Love You. 
Um, so I don't know whether that's. I think from what I remember, there's she's still with. I think the trailer. She's still with the lad from the first film. And then there's a new lad that comes along and tries to win her, and tries to you know take it away from not her old lad, but you know the current lad that she's seen. And it's kind of like, who's she gonna pick? And then I don't really know because I haven't seen it. Because you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Isn't yes, I love you the one with? Uh, I know you said P.S. I still love you, but isn't P.S. I love you one with Gerard Butler? Yes. And he, he's dead, and he's yeah. these like uh, he sends his ex-wife or his, his his widow on the all these like missions, like from the grave around Ireland and stuff. You know what, that film, I, I think it's just weird. Yeah. Well, not weird, but <laughs> the, the things that his widow does, I'm just thinking to myself, why? Yeah. <laughs> Have some respect for your dead husband. <laughs> but that's just me. It's not one I've seen, that one, but I believe like it's it's meant to be a tearjerker, isn't it? It's it's sad, but at the same time, I'm just kind of thinking, like, why? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Would you, could you class that as a rom com? I think it's a rom com. Like, yeah. Let's have a look. She's just like she's it's played for laughs. Some of the things she does, isn't it? But I can't remember. I just remember being being like, this is a bit creepy. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> he's he's thought of. Yeah. The end. The ending is very strange. I think. I can't remember the ending. He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a dream. That will be a plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Any more, Harry? No, I think I think I'll leave it there without going right. into too many more because the dealers that I've seen are just pretty, pretty trash. So. Yeah. Nah, fair enough. All right, Lee, what have you got for us? All right, so I've got three. Uh, I'm gonna mention the first one. Um, uh, this really sort of put a couple of actors and actresses on the map. This came out the same year as The Matrix, and it was the second highest grossing film of that year. And it's 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. Um, obviously starring Julia yeah. Stiles, Heath Ledger, and Gordon Levitt, who basically have, uh, like I said, year block of just getting work left, right and centre on the back of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a remake of Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. Um, so based on an original, in fact, and the next one I'm going to mention is also based on an, um, an original source as well. Um, yeah, so it came out that year, the same year as The Matrix. Um, I made absolute bomb mm. um, it's quirky it has a good soundtrack um, as does one of the others I'm going to mention as well uh, yeah everything about it was good um, and it was it was obviously a teen the set in high school uh, the high school seniors or something um, obviously they were all like, a little bit older in real life but you know it was just good it was funny um, without being over the top uh, and it was just a nice amount of cheesy as well um, yeah. So it's certainly what I think back of and think, ah, yeah, you know what, that was an all right film, um, and it's a shame Heath Ledger's no longer uh, no longer with us, still doing still doing really good roles because you know he was in rom coms and he done serious roles and he was you know he was the Joker when he dies, you know what I mean? It's um, it's, it's a real shame. Yeah. Um, you know, Julia Stiles is still doing good performances. Joseph uh, Gordon Levitt's probably having a couple of years off because he was he was virtually in everything for a while, um, <laughs> and I literally mean he was in everything. Um, yeah, what a what a film. Yeah, it's really good. Seven point three on IMDb. Yeah, it's a good solid film, isn't it? Really enjoyable. 
Yeah. Yeah. You could you could just throw that on now. You wouldn't necessarily have to be in the news for a long time. You could just launch that on and enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's got a nice amount of keeping humour in. Um, you know, it's just good. Yeah. Really enjoyable. Like it. Good. Good choice. What's next? All right. Well, this was my grandmother's favourite rom-com. Uh, based on an 18th century, late 18th century play, uh, French one called Le Cajot Follet, and it's the Birdcage starring the late Robert Williams. Oh, wow. Okay. Can't say I've seen it. Right. right, This is the premise of it. I'll read you the synopsis of it. Uh, Basically, meet the parents. All the meet the parents ones rip this off to death, Um, although this is better. Um, This lad and this girl meet, and they're going to get married. Um, and the girl's dad happens to be this really right-wing Republican congressman played by Gene Ackman and his wife, Diana West. Uh, they're both like sort of hardline Republicans, you know what I mean? They'd probably fit the right into Donald Trump's sort of brand of Republican. Uh, <laughs> but the lad, his, his dad is Robert Williams and his partner Nathan Lane and they're gay cabaret owners um, and Nathan Lane's the drag act. Um, so they're, they're panicking on how um, obviously Gene Ackman's going to react when they take they take them round for tea. So they decide that they're going to play a straight couple. Uh, so Nathan Lane gets dragged off as uh, Robert Williams's wife, and they try to they try to act like this sort of um, very conservative sort of straight family, um, and all that that entails. Um, and it's just it's hysterical, like it's a, it's a really really good film, um, and it's it's some of Robin Williams's best best laughs, like you know what I mean. Um, um, me, me grandmother, I remember watching this with me nan and just rolling out on the floor. It was it, it's absolutely fantastic. Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, all the scenes with them are just are just gold. Mm. It's a, I, I remember it coming out, but I've never seen it. And I've seen the trailers and stuff, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. And I, but you've sold it to me, Lee. I, I really should sit down and watch it. It's, you know what? It's, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. I'll just wait. It's another one of them films where you're watching, obviously, Robin Williams, and you'd be sad just to like the, you know, the talents. Um, yeah. Just the talent. But, you know, fair enough. Um, Gene Ackman and Diana West are fantastic in there as well. Um, you know, I could sit there and throw that film on now quite comfortably. Um, it's it's really hysterical. And like I say, Meet the Parents really ripped this off. Mm. Um, and Meet the Parents was good. Uh, you know, Meet the Fockers was good. Um, it just didn't... It, it's just... The Birdcage is just superior in its, in its own way, really. Yeah. I'll definitely give that a go. Yeah. Would we say, like, Meet the Parents and all them, would we say they're rom-coms? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because mm. he's, yeah. he's trying to get that relationship going as he's meeting the parents, obviously. And again, they're good films, aren't they? I mean, as you say, they, uh, they hit the spot. They've got some great set pieces in them. Yeah. Yeah. The, with Jigsy yeah. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you could milk me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah good films yeah oh good stuff any more Lee yeah the last one the absolute juggernaut that is High Fidelity oh again I've got to say I've, I'm, to me shame I haven't seen it 
right, basically, uh, John Cusack, Jack Black, uh, record store owners, John Cusack, keeping a diary of all his breakups with his girlfriends. Um, like it's a, you know, a, he's a, he's like a, an ex DJ, and he's they've got this little like record shop that's just um, no one goes to it because him and Jack Black basically just judge your musical taste when you go into it. Um, <laughs> and they're the best bit of the whole film, really, where people are coming in to buy records and they're just getting they're just getting insulted, like because, <laughs> what, because they're buying trash. Um, <laughs> but it's it is. It is a rom-com in the fact that John Cusack's trying to break up with his girlfriend. Um, more things keep transpiring that make that not happen. So it's more of like, a, you know, he's, you know, that sort of premise of, you know, he's got commitment issues and things like that. And you've obviously got Jack Black in it, just as Jack Black working in a record store. Yeah. Um, well, I believe this was this his first movie role as well, or definitely his biggest movie role. Ah, but most definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah. this was this is a really good film. I remember watching this movie made like years ago. <laughs> like this, this is nearly funny. This like, um, and Jack Black sings <laughs> in it, and you're like, Jack Black can sing. Like, I mean, he can he can really sing. He can wail, can he? Yeah. Yeah, he can he can do it like. Uh, but yeah, all, I just remember the funny bits about people coming in to like buy buy CDs and they just get like insulted because they're not buying vinyl and <laughs> you know they're buying like people they're coming in to try and buy like new wave stuff like New Order and stuff you know what I mean and Jack Black just insult them and stuff it's just great. <laughs> I actually don't remember anything else about the plot apart from them bit. Mm. I was watching Dead Dead Man Walking um, not too long ago, and Jack Black pops up as an extra, <laughs> just randomly in one scene. Did he? Yeah. What's the, What's Dead Man Walking? What's that? Um, it's got Sean Sean Penn in it, and um, I can't remember the name of the actress, but uh, uh, we got shown it in RE uh, when we were at school. Um, I don't what well, my class did. Um, but it, it's about uh, death row, and um, you know it, it just sh- shows the process. Of, but so it's like a dead somber film, and then because Jack Black is associated with comedies and, and and whatnot, with him popping up like before he was famous, it just it looks looks mad. Does it yeah. like it's Jack Black? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I love Tenacious D. You know, we went and seen them live a couple of years ago. Jack Black and Kyle Glass, brilliant mate. Loved them. Boss Tenacious D. But yeah, High Fidelity, definitely need to watch watch that. That's based on a novel, isn't it? Is it Nick? Horner, is it? Nick Hornby? Horner, that's the guy. Because it's set in London, isn't it? The original book. And he transferred yeah, yeah. it to LA or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good film. All right, then, shall I give you my three? Yes, please, now, I I found this really difficult because... There's loads like you watch, like you say, it's just like they're easy to watch and you enjoy them and you get different things from different films. So I'll try and narrow it down. So I've mentioned Knocked Up already, so I'll count that as, as one of me, me three. Um, the next one I'm going to mention is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Sort of um, very similar film to Knocked Up, like sort of silly, silly sort of stories, if you like. Um, so basically, a fella breaks up with his ex-girlfriend, Sarah Marshall, who is a television actor, I think. I think she's in like a soap opera or something like that. 
Um, and he goes away to Hawaii to get away from her. And it turns out that she's there with her rock star boyfriend as well, which is played by Russell Brand. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Russell Brand. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a great a great film, great story. And then you, you know you've got who's in it? It's Jason Siegel's in it. Um, Kristen Bell plays the plays Sarah Marshall, who he's trying to forget. And then you've got the love interest, um, Mila Kunis, who's absolutely beautiful. And um, yeah, it's really good. And seeing them sort of trying to get together and will they, won't they, that sort of thing. And is he going to go back to Sarah Marshall? Is he going to go with the new girl? Yeah, it's really good. It's 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 not it doesn't it doesn't reinvent the wheel. It is just your classic rom com. But yeah, it's just a little bit. It's a little bit more edgy, it's a bit more crude in, in certain parts, and yeah, I really enjoyed that Sarah Marshall. They did make a, a sequel um, with Russell Brand, Get Him to the Greek, uh, where he, he carries on being his rock star. Uh, what's his name? Aldous Snow, his name is, isn't it? Uh, proper British rock star. Just Russell Brand, playing Russell Brand, really. Um, but yeah, he's, he's really good, and it's I think it was one of the first big films he did. Um, is sort of break in America, but yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall's really good. Anyone seen that one? No. 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 I'm sorry to say I haven't, to be fair. Yeah. It tends to be on ITV2 quite often, so look out for it. Yeah, it's good. Um, and then the last one I'll mention, which I've always said is, is my all-time favourite um, rom-com. And it's, it's, it's probably my top ten films anyway. Maybe top five, maybe not that much, I don't know. But it's um, When Harry Met Sally. An absolutely phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal film. Um, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan um, play two people who become friends, perhaps play people, <laughs> become friends. Um, and the the premise of the film is, can two, a male and a female be friends without being sexually attracted to each other, without being a couple? Um, and the ins and outs of that. And, you know, they talk about their partners that they've got at that certain time. They talk about different things. Uh, and it's again, it's one of them, will they, won't, let, won't they get together scenarios. Um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, that famous scene where they're in the, the diner and Meg Ryan's, uh, Billy Crystal saying that he'd be able to tell if a woman's faking an orgasm. And Meg Ryan's, no, there's no way you'd be able to fake, uh, be able to recognise a fake orgasm. And then he's like, like, no, definitely will, definitely will. And then she goes to fake the orgasm in the in the diner. And then it's it's the, the classic line, I'll have what she's having. Um, yeah, just just such a great film, a lovely film. Um, and I, I, when I watch it, like saying before about things being plausible, it seems very plausible. They, they, they seem, I mean, they've got a great relationship and a great chemistry. I could watch, watch Billy Crystal in anything, to be honest. And he, this is one of his best films. Um, but they've got a great chemistry between them, each other, like a lot of banter between them. And yeah, you can tell that they, they sort of, they do tend to like each other. You know, it looks like they like each other off screen as well as obviously on screen. It sort of comes on, onto the film. Um, but yeah, really big fan of that one. I remember showing that to Lorna when when we first got together. Um, you know, because you don't always want to watch superhero films and things like that. But yeah, and uh, it's it's one of them. It's one of the, the first films that we watched together. Um, yeah, a big fan. When Harry Met Sally. Anyone seen it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bits of it, yeah. Yeah. It is. I, I think it's great. I mean, I I was looking on the Empire uh, top twenty rom coms, and it's it's number one as well. And I, I couldn't argue with that myself. I, I would I would go for that myself, like. But yeah. Go on, Albert, you say? Um no, I well oh. I was, when I watched it, I was with someone who was a bit distracted um watching it. 
And you know when the, like you're trying to watch it and someone's going, "This is shite." Shut up! I'm, I'm enjoying this. You know, so that kind of spoiled me, me viewing of it. So I only have to go back and just watch it by myself. It's it's not flashy. Like if, like forgetting Sarah Marshall is funny because of the the situations they're in. Whereas yeah. when Harry met Sally, it's funny because the characters are funny and the conversations they have. Um, okay, the Diana scene's quite you know, outrageous, but really, there's not really much outrageous things that other, otherwise that happens, if I remember correctly. Um, it's, it is more about the characters. There's a lot of dialogue, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah. just like setups with those two in various different places. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's one of the things I love about it. It is, it's, it's, it's very subtle. It's subtle, but it's yeah, really good. It's, it's like, yeah, they've, they've got good chemistry, haven't they? Those two, the way they bounce off one another. Yeah, yeah, and you need that. You need that from films like this, definitely. But yeah, so definitely that's 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 my top, and I'm glad it got top in Empire as well. What spoiled it a little bit for me is is have you ever seen that awkward interview with Meg Ryan on Parkinson? I might have. Well, what happens? Go on. She, he's just, she's just, he's just doing. But he's a bit. He comes across as a bit of a dick, as well. To be honest, he, um, he's just asking like normal questions, and she's just like being cold. And it just, as the interview goes on, it gets more and more awkward, and it's just painful to watch. Mm. Was this Jordan when, like, when the film came out, or was this like? Yeah, not that long ago, about about maybe six, seven years ago. Mm. Yeah, he's had a few dodgy interviews like that, hasn't he? I was watching one today with um, oh, what's her name, Helen Mirren, back in the seventies, and like he basically introduces it as like being this sex symbol basically and like keeps going on about it he's a bit of a creep on that yeah yeah it's a bit weird isn't it and he's going on about her boobs and that and it's like oh come on and she, she's trying to avoid the question or she's trying to make a joke of it and like he's going like about your physical attributes and like, what do you mean my fingers and he's like you know he sort of he, she sort of puts him in his place but um yeah he's, he is a bit creepy like but then that's the, that's probably the time wasn't it that yeah you never think about being like that though do you think of him being like a you know a decent guy yeah I need, I need to watch that um the the ghost hunt thing with Parkinson though that you you've so watch. watch yeah I need to watch that I remember the the, the the controversy at the time but I've never actually seen it yeah I'll explain it I love that some some of the people don't like that Richard and James but um <laughs> I love it yeah that's uh he's in there all right should we get back to our rom-coms any more that like you want anyone to mention we haven't mentioned there's something about Mary I was gonna mention yes. that one. Yeah. That that would have been my number four if we we're gonna mention four. It's yeah, it's so good, isn't it? So what? Come on, tell us the premise, Al. Um, I was just gonna say this gives you an excuse for a dodgy hair job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, God, what? what um. So, is it Ben Stiller? Yeah, Ben oh, Stiller, so- Cameron Diaz. Depends and it's, it's got a few there's a few other characters in it um and the the childhood sweethearts aren't they and he gets caught <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he jams his uh, his what's it in, in his, his zip and yeah. uh, it, it, then it goes off like is it tw- like t- 20 years t- later or 10 years later uh and he's trying to get he can't forget it he, he can't 
he can't forget it and he wants to catch up with her. It's a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, it's oh, does he does he bump into her by accident or something like that? I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, basically he he's still pursuing her, isn't he? Yeah. But then all these other people who when they meet her pursue her as well. And everybody sort of falls in love with her. Whoever meets her. Because there's something about Mary. Because there's something about Mary, there you go. Um, but yeah, and again, the, 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 you, you've mentioned two famous scenes there. The famous scene at the beginning with his, his, <laughs> his dangly bits get caught in the zip. Um, and obviously the bit where he has, what do we call it? Is it? It's not a, it's not a danger wank, is it? <laughs> but it, <laughs> his mate tells him that if, if, you, if you whack one out, it'll relax you and you... <laughs> you can be able to talk to her properly so he does and loses where the, the bit <laughs> goes and then she sees it hanging off his ear and uses it as hair gel um, yeah yeah absolutely brilliant but it's just, just so funny yeah such a great film um, the Farley brothers isn't it Bobby yeah. Farley and Peter Farley yeah. yeah didn't they do Dumb and Dumber as well I think so yeah so that it's, it's that, that, that sort of comedy isn't it that sort of outrageous comedy but yeah yeah brilliant film isn't it Matt Dillon's in it um, Lee Evans. Yeah. Who else? Chris Elliott, you probably know his face. Yeah, there's a few famous faces in it as well. Yeah, such a yeah, such a great film. Good shout, that one. I like that one. Any more I'm being said? I think that's all the all the big ones in it. Um really. Yeah. Well, Empire mentioned a few which I obviously haven't I haven't seen. Um Some Like It Hot. Which is obviously an absolute classic. I haven't seen it myself. Um, Annie Hall, I believe, is very good, but with Woody Allen. Uh, the Apartment, never heard of that one. With uh, Jack Lemon and Shirley MacLaine. So these are some of the things that Empire thought. City Lights, never heard of that one. Four Wends and a Funeral, so I think you mentioned that before, didn't you, Lee? Nothing yeah, that sort, of, that sort of wave of British setting, you know... Upper class London type love actually Naughty Girl, yeah. Bridget Jones, um, you know all of them, all of them ones. Yeah. For for a while, like that's all like UK cinema seems seemed to make. We didn't seem to have any diversity. It was just like that sort of Hugh Grant comedy that we'd put out for a little while. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not nothing against them, but for like. It may be late 90s, early 2000s. There was like no diversity. It was just that sort of movie that was made in the UK or what we were known for. We yeah. were just sharing it out left, right, and centre. Where it was that sort of it was that sort of cool Britannia era, what it? Yeah. Uh, where it was like, look how well we're doing in Britain. And <laughs> yeah. it travelled well. And I think people obviously must have thought that's what Britain was like. Yeah, <laughs> it probably don't. It probably don't wonders for our tourism. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it was just, it was shameless, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, as you say, very successful, very very successful. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's travelled well. Yeah. I was I was going to mention one more, um, that I, I totally forgot about. But how to lose a guy in ten days? I watched this uh, just before Christmas with Lorna, um. And yeah, it's it's another another it's, it's just sort of standard rom com, but it's it's great. Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey, um, who basically play two people who, um, it's it's not a bet, but they've they've got to write. Or she's trying to write a column for a, a magazine, and he's trying to do something as well, whatever. But basically, they've got to 
they've got to get the other one to dump them. There's a bet going, and they've got to get the other one to dump them. So they're doing all the opposites to what you'd expect a couple to do. And about the will, they won't be get back together and things like that. Yeah, really good. Um, and he got 6.4 on IMDb, but you know, it follows. It's all the tropes that you'd expect from a rom-com. It's a, it's a good. One. And then two, they've got good chemistry. They're really good, isn't it? If anyone's seen that one. Paston's really important in these sort of movies, isn't it? You can't like if if the ca- if they're not. If they're miscast, it, 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 the, the movie just doesn't work. Mm. I, feel, I can't think of a movie off, my t- off the top of my head that I feel like, oh, they haven't been able to carry it, but like, it's the, the actors and, and like the, they've been able to like, play the script really well. Yeah. And they've got, as you say, they've got, like when you're casting, you've got to have that chemistry between the, the two actors. They've got to be convincing, haven't they? Um, yeah, you're right. I can't think of any bad examples of that. But, yeah, they're definitely good ones. Good films. All right, you ended there, chaps. Superb. Well, yes. thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we hope you have a fantastic Valentine's Day, whatever you're doing, and hopefully you're spending it with the people you love. Um, but, yeah, next episode. Richard, what are we listening to next episode? Where is he? Where's Richard? 12 oh, Angry Men, isn't it? It is 12. Well, in Alan, you saved that Richard's skin there. 12 Angry Men is what we're doing next episode. Um so yeah, we're going to be talking about that. So thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to get in contact, we're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email us, it's chatflicks at hotmail.com. And we will see you next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.